0: Well, the Houston Astros had the visiting Twins come to town, and they couldn't win the series. The Twins looked like the eventual American League champions. Man, what a series. What a surprising turn of events tonight. The two solo home runs weren't enough. We're going to talk about this with Brendan Warren from Locked On Twins on this crossover edition. Let's get started. Alvarez it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker.
1: This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily
0: Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and Brett, H Town, Wheelhouse, Chancy. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. We have a special crossover edition with Locked On Twins. You can find me at H Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the show at Locked On Astros on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you get your podcast. We're always positive, always Astros. Brandon Warren from Locked On Twins is here with us, sir. Tell us where they can find you.
1: You know, I did a podcast yesterday, and I said, "Don't, don't find me," but. Locked on Twins, obviously, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And at Brandon underscore Warren on Twitter is another place you can listen to my rants and my raves.
0: Hey, you know what? I love it. And, you know, we want to make sure that you make Locked on Astros your first listen. Of course, if you're on Locked on Twins, make Locked on Twins your first listen. And just flip that over after you listen to your team's favorite podcast. Then go check out the opposing fans like Locked on Twins or Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day, whether you're in Minnesota or in H Town. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So the Astros dropped two of three to the Minnesota Twins. What we're going to have to do is probably kind of forget this game that we just watched. Cause I was there in person and let's talk about the game on Friday night, a five to seven loss by the Astros or inversely, if you are in Minnesota twin country, seven to five victory, you and I were talking off air before we started, Brandon, this is a game that the Astros absolutely should have won. And the twins should have lost. Is this a game that the twins have won much this year, this type of game?
1: <laughs> absolutely not. This is the kind of game the Twins have lost, and I think I assumed or estimated about 12 times this season. You look at their Pythagorean record and their base runs record, and you see that they're way off that pace. They should be better than they are, and it's because in these big spots, they have completely crumpled. They've had relievers blow up in big spots. Griffin Jacks, an otherwise very good reliever, has six losses, and I don't care about pitcher wins and losses that much, but when a reliever has six losses at this point in the season, not even June yet, uh, you know, it's not good. So yeah, the twins, I think everybody was pretty positive. They were going to lose this one. Royce Lewis comes through, got ice in his veins, as you saw. Um, What a moment for him coming back from, you know, ACL reconstruction and all that. But that was a game that the twins were destined to lose. And the second that that Altuve Grand Salami got out of there, I thought, yeah, this one's done. It's (laughs) over.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, and and I mean, we've seen it. Um, Usually it's at the behest or 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 to to not our chagrin, but the Yankees chagrin, you know, um, ask Yankees fans about Jose Altuve. I believe he is the king of New York or he is their father. I think the paternal tests have come in and he is the Yankees daddy. And I think yeah. every time. But, you know, when the twins come to town, you can't forget about one C4 or as we call him, Carlos Correa former son of Houston. I mean, this is a guy that put the Astros on his back. This is a guy that became the face of 2017 and basically took a big middle finger to the league and said, screw y'all like, this is us. We are us and we won. And if you don't know the facts and you can, you know what? And when, when he left, there was some feeling there's, there's always feeling of betrayal when a player of, of Carlos's magnitude, you know, leaves. But when we replace him with Jeremy Pena, Wow, I mean, you want to talk about not a bad replacement. But Carlos Correa didn't really do a whole lot this series. I want to ask you because I know a lot of Astros fans probably are are wondering about this. What 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 is his place? What is his role on this team? Is he because we see leadership qualities in him? Is he a leader? Is he still working into that? Is he still so new that it's like, well, this is his second year. I mean, is he is he your team leader or is that Byron Buxton or someone else?
1: Well, so when he signed with the Twins last year, he said this is Buck's team. And, I mean, either way, you can't really go wrong. These are two very good leaders, two, I think, different ways to do it. Buxton is that down south kind of chill, um, lead by example kind of guy. I think Correa, you know, I don't think he's that huge, you know, rah-rah guy either. But I think he just leads a little different. But, yeah, no, there's no question he's a cornerstone on this team. He's a corner piece. And, you know, so far it has been, it's been a struggle for him. I mean, the, the OPS is under 700 and that's, you know, you're running out of time to say it's early it's June in an hour here. So, I mean, it's not early anymore, but the defense has been good. Um, you know, he and Buxton have run hot and cold and for the, for a while. And I don't know if it's still true now, but the twins, if you looked across MLB for one, two and three hitters in the lineup had the lowest batting average at like 222 as of like seven days ago, I don't wow. know if it's improved that much, but that's shocking because you're like, you know, they, they're running Joey Gallup out there, who low batting average, but, you know, he's hit for power and all that. But then Bucks and ebbs and flows. Correa hasn't been all that good. Max Kepler hasn't been all that good. So it's been, um, you know, an offensive struggle. And Correa has been really um, at the forefront of that. But at the same time, he was young for a free agent. So you're not feeling like, oh, he's, he's reaching that age where he can't bounce back. Right. Uh, he's been dealing with some stuff with some plantar fasciitis in the other leg, not the problematic one. So we'll see what happens, but I still have high hopes for him. It's just uh taking a while to shake out the cobwebs, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I incorrectly tweeted about that, you know, being a little critical. Okay. I said, you know, maybe the Astros knew more than they than they let on about Carlos, but maybe. it was obviously a different leg. But I'm pretty sure there is a reason why those big contracts were canceled, but that's a whole nother show. And you you talked about the lack of consistency in the offense. I think for the Houston Astros, that's been our biggest thing. For the first month and a half or so, it was Tucker and Jordan Alvarez basically carrying this team without Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve comes back, has hit. Basically, I think he had his seven-game hit streak snapped the game before. Um, Tonight, he got your proverbial rest day. Dusty Baker loves rest days. Um, But you you have an offense that boasts – Altuve, Peña, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Abreu, who's pretty much until recently hasn't been really hitting well. We got Mauricio Dubon, who doesn't have a high OPS, but he hits and gets on base. Um, Jake Myers, you know, he he shows his power from time to time. Maldonado is what he is. But we've got a lineup that you would think at least one through six is going to put up five to eight runs on a daily basis. But at the end of the day, when our pitchers get behind the way they do and they have to play catch up, you know, J.P. France had that first start. He went six innings, did have eight strikeouts, tied his career high. But at the end, it was your relief pitcher, Duran, who I was like, "Um, can we get the twins out of contention so maybe we can go grab this guy? Tell us about Duran. Has he – like he was throwing his first 10 pitches, his two slowest pitches were 99. And then, of course – we saw real quick we saw Bray, you hit that 103 fastball at 106.9 off the bat one of the hardest hit balls in the statcast era would it like is is this guy Duran is is he as good as he showed yeah no
1: he he is um he throws non straight like a splinker you know half splitter half sinker that he can oh, wow. touch 99 with the average fastball for him this season i think is like 1013 it's it's incredible. I mean, it's it's uncharted territory for any team, let alone a Twins team. And I don't know if you know this about the Twins, but for the longest time, they were 92 command control. They, they basically created a factory of Brad Radke's to bring back a name from mm. the past. Wow. And couldn't get over the hump in the playoffs because teams just don't really care to to, you know, they, they don't get bothered by that kind of pitcher in the postseason. So Duran, though, yeah, he's absolutely incredible. And has been a revelation from day one when he made the team last year. So came over in the Eduardo Escobar trade in 2018. And so he's been a long burn. In fact, that was the trade deadline where the twins uh, traded with Houston too. And got, um, uh, that was the Presley trade. So they they traded Presley and Escobar like on the same day. I think Presley brought back Jorge Alcala, if I'm not mistaken, who throws pretty hard, but was... Um, not quite as good as Duran, but Duran is every bit as good as he showed against you guys. um just filthy like, almost a shoe in to go to the all star game this year,
0: yeah, I would i don't I don't see why not, and you know when when it when it is the right time, you know when is the right time to buy tickets? Look, if you are getting tickets from um, game time, game time is the place to go, and I don't know, Brandon, if you've used game time tickets or not, but um, I actually used them this year for the Houston Astros and I literally bought the tickets as I was walking up to Minute Maid Park. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: I got section 109, row 12. I paid like 40 bucks for the seat. I mean, you can't ask for a better price break. And what's cool is Game Time has this special deal where if you find a ticket in the same row, okay, in the same section For a cheaper price, game time will refund you back 110% of the difference. So then you could put more money towards another game. And it's not just games. Because we know, Brandon, you to me look like a, you look like a go out to the opera kind of guy. Maybe you're a comedy, stand up comedy guy. Mm-hmm. They've got tickets for that too. And so, what what I want to introduce locked on Astros and locked on Twins listeners to is the locked on code. Use the code locked on MLB, and you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's right. It's easy to download. You don't have to fumble through your purse or your fanny pack or your wallet or whatever. Like you just go to your phone, you dial it in, you hit the game time app, and you're there. Great seats, great prices, lowest prices guaranteed. Go to game time today. So this so this offense inconsistency, we've talked about the Astros pitching, not really holding the line. For us, you know, we've got guys that are down. We've got Jose Arquiti that's down. We've got Luis Garcia that's not coming back till next year. Lance McCullers is like throwing on flat ground again. We don't even know what's going to happen with Lance McCullers. You know, um, there is – there's the – the monocle that or the moniker that he's built, Bury Me in the H, right? Um, someone has someone has that tattoo and mm-hmm. they put a band aid on the H and it says mm-hmm. bury me in the I. L. Yeah, it's it's been it's a brutal time to be a Lance McCullers fan. We actually had him on the show. He's a friend of the show, great guy, competitor. Like he's the guy you want in your city, but man, he just cannot stay healthy. And you know, Sonny Gray came in that first game. 6 innings pitch only 3 strikeouts. I could have sworn he had more strikeouts. He just he just looks like he has stuff when he's on, but I want to talk about the second game because we come into the second game Brandon Belak, who is kind of our number 8 guy, came in and he handled business with the Minnesota Twins. You guys only put up one run. I saw you did a little uh did a little wager with your fan base there. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. And yep. you were you were convinced that the Astros were going to come out and not allow five runs because Hunter Brown is really the second best rookie in all of the American League right now. He's really the best rookie pitcher out there. And and and, and to go on that theme, Brandon Belak comes in, then Hunter Brown comes in tonight, eight strikeouts, but he gives up a plethora of runs. This this series was a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for both teams.
1: Well, and Belak, I think what impressed me the most was his changeup and how much he used it. And, you know, just had the twins eating out of the palm of his hand. And to talk about, too, like you said, all those injured guys, that's 60 percent of a really good rotation, like a really good rotation. And then the twins miss out on Javier and Framber. I mean, that to me seems like quite a boon. I don't know how they've been going lately, but for my money, those are the two best guys they've got going. So When you looked at the pitching matchups coming in, you had to like the twins chances to at least tread water. Sonny Gray has been incredible, absolutely phenomenal in a walk year, which again, you know, free agency coming up, it's a good time to be ticking like that. Uh, Not a high velocity guy, but the front door two seam fastball this year has been money for him. Command is good. He's been nails, just a bulldog out there. And so, You know, I look at a guy like that as someone you could probably extend into their mid-30s. I mean, everybody can get hurt. Justin Verlander could get hurt. Max Scherzer can get hurt. We've seen that. Guys are healthy until they're not. But a guy who pitches like that, like the artistry of the pitch, um, I have no problem extending guys like that because Sonny Gray has been so good. But, yeah, I like the pitching matchups for the Twins coming in. So I'm not too surprised that the Twins took two or three, but the manner in which they did with this lineup – in the finale um, and the, the, the series itself, you know, the twins score seven, one, and eight, they've averaged four and a half runs per game this season, wow. uh, give or take. Uh, but it, it's a weird dichotomy where they score one and then they score eight and then they score one and then they score eight. And I always think of that as kind of funny where you look at an average of 4.5, but if you're never that average, it's kind of bizarre. You know what I mean? Like you win 20 games, and then you lose 20 games, you're a 500 team, but you've never played like a 500 team. You know, the the, the stats say what you are, but you kind of have that kind of disorientation. Um, that's oh, yeah. the offense right now is is either, um, like you said, Jekyll or Hyde, and uh, it's more like run and hide most nights.
0: Well, you know, since, since we're talking about Jekyll and Hyde, I'm really hoping that we get more Jekyll. I don't know if Jekyll is the good one or the bad one here in this it's story. It's kind of like but- Penn and Teller. I don't know. There you go. I don't know. They're both funny in their own right, okay? But let me tell you, tomorrow night, the Houston Astros play the Angels on – they they play them on Thursday night. They play at 7-10, show Otani will be on the mound. They haven't announced a pitcher, which means I hear someone's being sent down and someone's being called up. People are wondering if Ronel Blanco will get his first start, which would be scary against Otani and Trout, but you can catch every pitch. Of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM with the SXM app and search Astros and listen twins fans. We haven't left you out. So when did, who do the twins play tomorrow? Well, they, play time? The,
1: they play the guardians, but um, the white Sox got absolutely pasted by that angels team today. Lance Lynn old friend for the twins, actually not that friendly because he was not happy to be in Minnesota, but Got absolutely crushed by Trout and Otani, so maybe, maybe they'll be worn out when they play the Astros. Twins, though, have the Guardians coming to town, and that's kind of why you saw the motley crew punt lineup
0: for okay. the Twins
1: is to kind of get, um, t- to kind of get everybody right. You know, Correa Day, Royce Lewis is coming off the ACL and all that, uh, so it's Pablo Lopez and Tanner Bibby, and then Bailey Ober, Aaron Savali, Sonny Gray, Logan Allen, and Joe Ryan, Cal Quantrill. So the Twins will miss Shane Bieber, who got roughed up today by the Orioles. But, you know, this isn't a Guardians team that's got Tristan McKenzie going right now. It's a weird time in the AL Central because now the Tigers are going to be without Eduardo Rodriguez for quite a while with one of those messy uh, finger injuries. Really, the AL Central is there for the Twins to just blow everyone away. And it's been that way all season long. And they've basically been like, nah, we need to make this a little harder than that.
0: It's it's so frustrating. (laughs) And actually, um, I need to correct myself. I was looking at Friday's game. They're actually we're actually facing Reed Detner's Thursday lefty. So, whew, maybe that means if Blanco, I would rather Blanco come in against Detners. Yep. But they will play them same time seven ten. Otani's Friday night kids. Sorry to scare y'all. Um, <laughs> I do apologize. But man, this this Twins team. I mean, you you got to hand it to them tonight. Um, like. Okay, honestly, your starting pitcher. I don't even know who this guy is. Varland? I was like, is this like a variant of Verlander? Is this a. I've been calling him Varlander. I've been calling him Varlander. I was like, is this guy like a, like a, you know, Wario's world, like weird, like anti hero Justin Verlander kind of? Because, dude, this guy, this guy was pitching well. And, I yep. mean, when you look at his record, he is three and one on the year, 39 strikeouts, a 1.15 whip. Um, tell us about this 25 year old right hander.
1: So he does, he's good when he doesn't give up homers, which, you know, it's kind of concerning, you know, the Crawford boxes and, and Houston can play small sometimes. And part of it's Jordan Alvarez hits the crap out of the ball, mm. you know, so it's, it's that kind of deal. So Varland actually went to a small school in St. Paul, so not far from Target Field. And his older brother, Gus, is, uh, he pitched in the big leagues briefly this year for the Brewers was a rule 5 pick but they both went to Concordia in St. Paul and so Gus was drafted and then Louie the Twins kind of took a flyer on a couple years later and he just started gaining velo gaining velo and has turned into a guy who can touch 96 has good secondary stuff um i actually so i played town ball which is basically what we call amateur baseball here in the Twin Cities and I, Gus Varland was on the same team as me, but a year after I left. So I missed wow. out playing with Gus Varland by one year, but um, yeah, Louie, Louie's a good kid. And uh, just pounded the strikes zone tonight. It's kind of interesting to see a kid like that, have no fear against a lineup that, I mean, you can talk about a brave struggles. Bregman hasn't been Bregman. He's slugging under 400, but you still have that element in your head of these guys can still mash. If you put the ball over the plate, especially again in Houston. So, yeah, I thought he did a great job, and and as a joke, yeah, I call him Varlander as kind of a a little interesting, day. yeah, it's, interesting
0: I, that I would make that man. That wasn't yeah, pre-planned. You and I didn't connection. didn't discuss but that. There small you go.
1: school kid that um, that spiked player development. Uh, it's a win for player development, right there.
0: You know, and that's the thing with you know Hunter Brown. I know some people are saying here in the comments, oh, he he's lost his his ass. But look, Hunter Brown for even what he did tonight. Um, at one point he had given up three runs, but he had six strikeouts. I mean, he recorded eight strikeouts in four and two thirds innings. He did give up six hits. He did allow five earned runs. Um, he did have two walks, 3.61 ERA. He's five and two. It's really not bad for a rookie pitcher. Most of the time, what Hunter Brown has done when he's gotten into tough situations is he's gotten out of them. And I love seeing that. I love this kid's moxie. Um, I love his attitude. Um, ever since I first met him last year when I talked to him in triple a, he would always like, he was always wanting to be with the big league club and I'll just share my abbreviated version, but I congratulated him, uh, you know, for making the futures game. And I'll never forget. He looked at me and he said, it's great. I appreciate it, but I want to be at minute park helping the Astros win a world series. And he had some key playoff yeah. moments this last year. So everybody needs to hold their judgment on, on, you know, Hunter Brown and to talk about, um, Alex Bregman, um, I I went to the game with a couple friends of mine, my friend Jason, my friend Ben Debose who's actually um, an MLB writer. Um, He's done some stuff with Locked On. We were talking about how it's interesting how Tucker started hot and Bregman started really, really, like, cold. Bregman has started heating up. You know, his slugging's coming up, and Tucker's kind of coming down. It's almost like water's finding its level. But -hmm. what we need is if Tucker kind of meets Bregman – he needs to start rising as Bregman's rising because Bregman is really starting to see the ball a lot better. He did hit that home run of the Crawford boxes the night before. Tonight, he let off the game, his first hit, with, with a really solid line drive single into right center field. So Bregman more times than not getting on base. Pena is, you know, I mean, he, he Pena had a multi-hit game, so did Bregman. And then you only had two other hits for the team, Myers and Diaz, who were kind of, you know, garbage, you know, run home runs, the two solo shots, you know, and I thought, Hey, I left the last game. I left and Myers hit a home run in the eighth. They ended up coming back scoring four in the ninth. They won. They had, they had a walk-off. So I was like, Oh, they're going to do it again. Well, twins were like, not tonight, buddy. Not tonight. So let's. So, so for this segment, because we have up here, the team's outlook, the AL central talk, and then, Thoughts on your, your thoughts on the Astros. Where, where where's this twins outlook? And I think you touched on it a little bit. Do you see the twins ultimately winning out? Because right now, if the playoffs happened today, you guys would be playing us in the opening round.
1: The rest of the division is terrible. There's, it just cut and dry. The, the White Sox are awful. I don't believe in the guardians offense whatsoever. And, the tigers are the tigers are not good i just i just there's and now riley green is hurt yeah yeah he just
0: got hurt yeah so
1: the injury for rodriguez the twins have had two pitchers i believe have similar injuries randy dobnak who has never come back from it he's in triple a now got taken off the 40-man roster just kind of toiling down there and then taylor rogers had it too and the reason i keep making this claw thing is because it's a climbing it's like a rock climber injury it has to do with like a pulley in your finger and it's 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 a significant injury and then yeah Taylor Rogers was the other one and we all know Taylor Rogers hasn't been the same the last couple years he started off pretty good with the Padres last year and then was a mess down the stretch got traded for Josh Hader was a mess for the Brewers and he's been pretty bad so far this season for the Giants so it's a pretty big deal and the rest of that rotation last I checked had like a 5-8 ERA outside of Eduardo Rodriguez Mm. so there's a reason why if you go on fan graphs the Uh, Roster resource depth charts say the Twins have about a 75% chance to make the playoffs, even though they're up two games in the division because they just don't believe in anybody else in this division. And honestly, neither do I.
0: Well, I think you could name them the Detroit trade pieces, the Cleveland trade pieces, Mm -hmm. the Chicago. Hey, and let me tell you, me me and my friends were discussing possible trade scenarios, Mm -hmm. and Astros fans are going to love this. I don't know who would give up for it. But I would love to take on the pro- the project of, of Lucas Giolito
1: mm-hmm.
0: coupled with now this is this is going bigger, go home. I know where this is going. Coupled with Luis Robert. Yep. I mean, can you imagine Luis yeah. Robert in this outfield with this offense with Jordan Alvarez? Yep. It would be game set match. I mean, he he would be what people were like, oh, we got Jose Abreu. <laughs> that dude. Look, man, he took some feeble swings tonight. And and, and yeah. when he makes contact, it, it just isn't. You know, okay, like Mauricio Dubon, the first ball he hit, he crushed it. But it died off the bat. He just doesn't have the power. Like like right. some guys have it. Like if Jordan hits that, if Byron Buxton hits that, if Carlos Cray hits that, that ball's going a freaking mile. Um, you know, the Astros, I think, Bieber is probably out there, probably going to be a trade piece, possibly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of AL Central pieces that I think that, that might fit with the Houston Astros.
1: The The one that I keep coming back to for the Twins is uh, Scott Barlow, the reliever for the Royals. Because, and I like Josh Stalmont. I'd be, I'd be okay with Amir Garrett. I really don't want anything to do with the Royals Chapman. That's for separate reasons. But, The, the rest of the division, when I look at it, you know, there's some relievers who can help the twins. And I feel like that's, I like this bullpen, but Jorge Lopez, as you saw this evening is going through it. Mm. Um, He is just in a funk and he's kind of been in one since the twins traded for him. Uh, I love the stuff, throws the crap out of the ball, big sink gets ground balls, but he just, he's, he's been just kind of off. And so the bridge to Duran has been a little bit uh, rickety, which is why all the Twins have lost those games the way they have.
0: Because he's got five innings pitched, ten hits, eight earned runs, only five strikeouts to four walks. So May
1: May was horrible for him. He didn't give up an earned run in April. And then in May, he had coming into tonight, I think, like an 8.10 ERA. So just, again, Jekyll and Hyde.
0: So I was I was at the Space Cowboys and um Salt Lake Bees which is the Angels affiliate. They had Joe Adele out there. They were flexing David Fletcher at the leadoff spot. It was crazy. Well, used to be um, a
1: Twins affiliate by the way. Oh Salt yeah, Lake, really? Back in the I day. didn't know
0: that. Yep. And so and so I I'm sitting there watching these guys, you know, play and um the pitcher that came in they just traded for. I forget his name. He gave up like so many runs. His ERA in the official scorebook was like one thirty-eight.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I bet it was one thirty-five. <laughs> yep. Oh,
0: one, yeah. Because I, yeah, I've, it, it, I've
1: played video games <laughs> where I've had really bad outings, and one thirty-five is like, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, like, it's it's something unbelievable. Like nine earned runs in two thirds of an inning, or something like
0: that. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. No, yeah, no, it is, and you know, so. Look, the Astros are inconsistent right now, but the Astros, even without Garcia, even without Arquiti, I mean, your big three horses are Javier, Valdez, and Brown, and I would put those three against pretty much any top three. Mm -hmm. Do you see the Astros coming out, the AOS? I mean, look, the Rangers, I know people give me crap how I'm not respecting the Rangers. I just... I don't believe it till I see it kind of with, with the Rangers here. I I think it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think the Astros have the horses in the stable and the experience to eventually overcome the Rangers. It's taken a little bit longer. I honestly thought two or three weeks ago, we would have had this already taken care of and behind us, but look, the Rangers scoring a lot of runs. They're taking advantage of the bad teams they are scoring double digit runs. They went to Baltimore and handed them their head. So, do you see the Astros ultimately coming out on top in the AL West? Is that the consent of people like outside of Houston?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been impressed with Texas. You you can't help but be impressed with them, and they're they're doing it without the benefit of Jacob Degrom, who they spent all that money on. I mean, he's yeah, he's pitched a little, that's but true. he's um, he's on the shelf now, and it's it's obviously a familiar feeling if fans of his can look back to the late end of his Mets career. So. The all has been awesome. Martin Perez, who the twins had for a year, uh, he's turned it around, become an all-star there. Uh Dane Dunning, incredible. I've loved John Gray for a long time. I wanted the twins to draft him. They missed it by a couple picks. Wound up with, I think it was Cole Stewart that year. Um I could be wrong, but uh I, I like how they're built, but I just Houston to me is it. I think Houston, and again, I look at this AL and nobody's on un, unbeatable. You know, the Rays raced out to that great start and I think the Rays are really good but I don't look at going into the trop as the same as going into the Bronx for the twins the last 20 years where they're like 44 Mm. and 135 or something like that it's an insanely bad record it's like Oakland A's in 2023 bad Um, I don't see it like that so I, I see the rest of this league as as competitive and I think the Astros to me they're just a little better-rounded team. Certainly, it helps that they've been there before. I don't expect Jose Abreu to swing a wet pool noodle all season long, and they'll get some guys healthy. You know, yeah, it's it's great to have Altuve back. I think that gives the lineup an added element of depth. I want to see Brantley come back. I, I think that problematic shoulder dates back actually to um, at Target Field when he was playing with the Guardians, and I think it's it's been shaky sense. He's had some great years since, but I think that was the beginning of the issues. Uh, And, you know, I'm hopeful he can come back soon. Um, Not only for fantasy baseball purposes, but because I want to see him succeed and I want to see the Astros succeed because
0: it's easier to root for a team that's not in your division. Make sure you check out the Astros hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Search Astros. The Astros play the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim Thursday night at 710. You got all the local action there. Check it out. There you go. There you go. Hey, you know what? We'll take it. Yeah. And look, we're going to give you a playoff opening round win, but it's not going to be against us. Okay. It can be against anybody. Hey, look, take on the Yankees. Just take the Yankees out. Okay. Because exercise the demons, right? That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Brandon, this has been a great crossover. I really appreciate it. This is actually the first time we've talked tonight a little bit Mm -hmm. before we started, Mm -hmm. Um, great job. Um, I know you, you took back over, you said you were there, then you had, then I believe Nash was there. Then you came on, Love Nash. man, keep, keep doing a phenomenal job. Um, you guys do a great job up there. Um, Minnesota, I've never been there. I played volleyball with guys in college from there. So I know a little bit about the lingo, but I'm not going to try to insult Minnesota people and try that fake Minnesota <laughs> accent. So you'll appreciate that. Sure. But my name is, I'm Town wheelhouse and, this is Locked on Astros. This has been a special crossover edition of Locked on Astros and Locked on Twins. Myself and Brandon are here, and we need to check out Locked on Twins. Go to their website. Go to Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. He's Brandon Warren at Brandon underscore Warren. I'm h at h And remember, when you don't know where to go, come hang out with us because we are all your team every single day those straws